It is BS.show. That's who we are. And we are Brad and Shelly. She's Brad. I'm Shelly. And web address for our radio station for, for this show is BS.show. Simple as that. And by the way, Shelly, once again, I will compliment you on this. This has been an excellent move on your part. What's that? When we listed the podcast, we have a new podcast, which is BS.show. And when we listed it, I originally put it in as BS space show. And you said put it in as BS.show because when you, you go to like the Apple, um, at least on my iPhone, if you go to the Apple um, iPod or the Apple podcast, what am I, whatever you call it, the, the what called the plug-in, whatever, what am I saying, the app on your phone. The uh-huh. Apple, the Apple Podcast app on your phone. If you type in BS Space Show, you get forty-two thousand other shows that are called BS Show and Doctor So and So BS and and Billy and Sherman and stuff like that. But when I changed to BS dot Show, if you go in and you search on the Apple app, the Apple um, Podcast app, if you go in and search BS dot Show, guess who always comes up? Numero uno. We do. Yes, it's great. <laughs> so if you're searching for us, the, the podcast on your Apple app, you have an iPhone. I don't know. Have you, have you checked that on your um, on your phone? Do you have a podcast? We don't have Apple Podcasts. Yeah, but you've got a podcast app on your phone. You can put a podcast app in there. You know, it's funny that you say that because I did put a podcast app on my phone. And um, I don't know where it, where it went. Anyway, it, we don't show up. What? I know. What? It says podcast app, the yeah. podcast app. Yeah. That's the one from KFAV. Don't don't use that one. That's why we no. don't show. <laughs> We're going to you're going to just going to have to fix it. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Okay. Two police stories. First off, there's this one, I think it's in North Carolina. Once again, Black Lives Matter has been protesting for 3 nights. Benjamin Crump, who's the new Al Sharpton, you know who Benjamin Crump is. I do not. Benjamin Crump is this black attorney that shows up at all these cities where something's happened with a police officer and, you know, white police officer, black person. Story is a guy sitting at a stoplight. He's an off-duty city police person in Wilmington, North Carolina. I believe it's North Carolina. And he's sitting at a stoplight. And a guy walking across the crosswalk all of a sudden goes over to his truck, starts kicking his truck, tries to break out the headlights, jumps on the hood of the truck, rips the windshield wipers off the hood of off the windshield, you know, rips them off, then proceeds to bash in the trunk or bash in the windshield with his foot trying to get into the cab of the truck. Police officers inside, shoots him, kills him. Okay? There's several witnesses. Every last one of the witnesses, except for one, gives the same story. Yes, we saw the whole thing. Guy was guy we didn't know he's a cop. He's sitting in a traffic light. Guy walks across the street starts to beat on his truck, you know, tries to kick the, the headlights out, jumps on the hood of the truck, starts jumping up and down the hood, rips the windshield wipers off, tries to kick the windshield out. All of a sudden, the guy's shot, and he falls off the truck, and he's dead, okay? One woman, one woman says, no, that's not how it happened. The guy, because he's a police officer, purposely ran him over in the crosswalk, ran him over with the truck. And the reason the windshield's damaged is because when he hit the guy in the crosswalk, it shot him up on the windshield, and he broke the windshield. But yet, there's a bunch of other witnesses that said, no, that's not what happened. Guess what? What? They want the cop fired and thrown in jail. Really? Yeah, because of the fact that, that all the witnesses, except for one, say he was justified because it looks like he was trying to break into the, 
the cab of the truck and injure and obviously the guy didn't know or maybe he did i don't know didn't know that there was a police officer inside had a gun he was off duty but he carried his gun off duty so they're protesting okay that's number one issue number two okay and where was i going with this issue number two okay police okay there's this unbelievable body cam video out in the los angeles area hold on let me turn my mic off for a minute I mean, it is unbelievable. A guy, imagine this, a police officer's on patrol. He sees a plane. This is in the Los Angeles area. He sees a small private plane, single-engine plane, obviously in trouble. Looks like he's going to crash. And the guy in the plane does crash. And guess where he crashes? He's trying to land on a road, and he does land on the road, but he crashes on the road, and he lands right on top of a railroad crossing, okay? Plane crashes, the guy's injured, can't get out of the plane. And the plane is literally laying on the railroad tracks. And it's the Metrolink tracks. They have Metrolink in Los Angeles, but it's it's a little bit different in that it actually uses regular, you know, it's somewhere like Amtrak in Los Angeles where it goes back and forth in regular rail lines. And these are high-speed trains. Our Metrolink trains, I think, will do like 50, 60 miles an hour. The Amtrak dealy jobbers, they do faster than that. So the police officer sees that, and he's first on the scene. And and what's interesting, because it was near the police station, and he gets on the two-way and say, planes just crashed, I need some assistance. So immediately two other officers show up. So the three officers go and get this guy out of the, the plane, and guess what's coming down the tracks? The Metrolink train. And so the body cam catches the police officer as he gets out of his squad car. The two other guys get on the scene at the same time. The three police officers pull the wreckage away from this guy. And the the plane's really mashed up. They pull the guy out of the plane. And you see him in the body cam image because, you know, they're they're yanking him out of the plane. And you see the guy. The guy's like, look like he's half, half dazed, doesn't know where he's at. He's got blood coming from his head. His pants are all ripped up. You see this all in the body cam. They pull him out of the plane. And they yell, move, 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 move. And just as they get like 10 feet away, the train hits the plane and explodes it into pieces. I mean, it just Did literally. Did they get that man out? Yes. And like, like a second after they got him out of the, the plane and dragged him away from the, the crash site, the train hit and just demolished the, 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 the plane. Matter of fact, there's somebody else who, there's another a view you see a just like Joe passerby who's driving along and stopped their car because they had traffic stopped and the guy gets out of the the uh, his car and he's shooting it with his with his smartphone and as the plane or as the train hits the plane pieces go everywhere and this guy gets hit by a piece of the plane because doesn't surprise the me. parts are flying everywhere and I'm going like okay think about it for a minute you got these people oh the cops are all bad they're all terrible people all they want to do is kill people you know you know, once again, these three police officers could have said, okay, guy crashed his plane, he may be dead. He doesn't look good. He's unconscious. He's sitting in the front seat of the plane. He's sitting on the railroad tracks. Here comes a train at like 80 miles an hour. What do we do? Well, the guy's probably dead anyway. We'll just let the plane, you know, hit the train, hit the plane. No, they spring into action and they pull the guy out. And I'm going like, damn. You know, I mean, how many people would do that? I mean, think about that. 
How many times nowadays, especially, and this has gotten me one of the interesting things. So I think that your adrenaline would kick in and you would do it. I, I would do it as well. I think, I think, I think some people would, not everybody would, because there's phenomenon they're calling. I can't remember. I read this the other day. It's pretty interesting. It's called, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the phon- phenomenon is that once upon a time, if we saw something bad happening, we would try to help, intervene, whatever. Now, what do most people do? They grab their phone and they video it. They don't. That's true. They don't interact anymore. They just video it, you know. And to the point where, where it's interesting because if you've been on sites of things like that happening, everybody grabbing their phone, they're all shooting the video, you know. But yet, instead of shooting the video, why don't you just keep leave your phone in your purse or your pocket, whatever, and help out? Nope, they're going to video it instead. And I think the interesting thing is that you know the whole push with body cams. There are more cases now that are in favor of the police officer, far more in favor of the police officer than they are the criminal or whatever. Because a lot of times you see, I mean, you watch some of these things on YouTube, there's a gazillion of them on YouTube, where you see these police officers trying to de-escalate a situation, guy won't stop, won't put the gun down, he you know, points the gun at the police officer, police officer shoots him. I mean, what's he supposed to do? You know what I mean? When somebody's shoot, pointing a gun at you in New York, now you get, you get, you get a ticket for that, you know? If you go, uh-huh. into, you go into a store and rob a store and pull out a gun and say, give me all your money in the cash register, and the police come in and say, hey, you can't do that. Put that gun away. I'm going to have to write you a ticket. Back in the day, they'd grab you, and they'd put you in handcuffs, and they'd take you to jail, and they'd put you on trial, and you'd be in, in jail for like 10 years for armed robbery. Not New York. You get a traffic ticket now. That's true. God, it's so weird. Okay. I have to say this. Okay. Um. And I, you and I have talked about this before. And this is one of my stupid little things that really bothers me. First off, I listened to Joe Biden do a speech yesterday. Kamala Harris gave her speech first. And, and they're, they're down at land. They're trying to get this, 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 this election reform thing passed, which essentially which would mandate how the elections in all the country, all the, all the, the states in the country would be held. So in other words, you wouldn't have the guy who runs the election in St. Charles County in charge anymore. is now be under the federal bureaucracy. So all the elections would be handled by the feds instead of like, you know, the whoever the guy is. I think it's was his name, Barr in St. Charles County. I don't know who it is in St. Louis County who an- handle all the elections. And, you know, once again, in some counties, it's done very well. In other so- counties, it's done very poorly. They want to put this into effect. The Democrats want to put this in effect because of the fact that they say that people, especially black people, are not allowed to vote. Now, once upon a who time, said that? this is what the Democrats say. Okay. Because, once again, it's this stupid ID thing. They're saying that because you have to have an ID, they're essentially saying that there are poor people, especially black people, and I'm not making this up. They're saying it's, it's racial discrimination that black people don't have IDs. Now, I don't understand that because, once again, if you're going to fly, guess what you can't get on the plane without showing? Your picture ID. Exactly. If you go to the liquor store and you're relatively young, guess what? You're not going to be able to buy that liquor, that bottle of whiskey or whatever, beer, without an ID. And how many stores do you go into where the sign says, we ID under 40, right? So even yes. if you look like you're like, like let's say, you know, if you're, look, if you're 35 and you look like you're 35, they're going to say, sir, can I, or ma'am, can I see an ID, right? You can't do that. I told the stupid story about going to the one store where I have a charge card at. I can't make a payment without showing my driver's license. First time it happened, I said to the manager, I go, 
I called the manager over. I go, why do I have to show an ID to make a payment? Well, it's our policy. Why? I mean, if somebody would come in, if somebody would get my credit card number and come in here and make a payment on me, you know, on my card, you think I'd be upset about that? I go, I'd find out who it is. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for making that <laughs> payment funny. on my on my charge. Right. Think about it. If, like, for example, I mean, if somebody, you know, if somebody got your credit card payment and then all of a sudden next month you open up your bill and there's a $200 payment, you're going like, I didn't make that payment. Wouldn't you be like, wow, some nice person made a payment on my card. I would have been very um, ecstatic. Okay, so he gives the speech yesterday, and quite honestly, it was one of his better speeches. You know, I'll give him credit. He did a very good job. But he's demonizing the fact that we persecute black people because they can't get an ID. And I'm going like, okay, I don't understand. So my idea on this is if you shouldn't have a picture ID for voting, you shouldn't have a picture ID to go on an airplane. You shouldn't have a picture ID to do anything. It should be illegal for anybody to ask you for your picture ID. If you try to get on a plane, say, eh, I don't have a picture ID. Okay, fine, go ahead and get on the plane, sir. Right? But guess what? If you show up at the airport, you don't have a picture ID, you're not getting on the plane. That's true. Whether you're black. And it does have to be a real ID now, right? No, they changed that again. They moved it back, I think, to like 2023 or 2024. It was supposed what to be. What about the vaccinations? Uh, they're talking about doing that, you know, once again, but see, see, that's interesting as well too. Now, if you're, if if you're in New York city, you can't go into a restaurant unless you have your vaccination card. So think about that for a minute. Okay. So in other words, you're disenfranchised to go into a restaurant. How are, why aren't they complaining about that? You, you, sorry, sir. You don't have a vax card. You can't come and eat at our our restaurant here in New York city. Okay. Isn't that discrimination? Aren't they going to say, well, Poor people, black people, can't get a vaccination card. Yeah, they can't ever get one. You go get the get the jab, and you get a stupid card, right? I don't right. understand this whole goofy thing. And once again, if you show up because the, they the way they want the law to read is if you show up at the polls, you just sign a paper. Yeah, I'm Joe Smith. Yeah, I'm Shelley Barr. Yeah, I'm Brad Hildebrand. Yeah, that's me. So anybody can do that. I mean, the way it is right now, if they knew who your name was, let's say they knew they know where you live. And they know which polling station you go to. A woman, or even a guy, because you got a name that could be either a woman or a guy. Yeah, I was named after my father. Right. Your your dad was called Shelly, right? Yeah, he, he was. His real name's Sheldon, correct? Correct. Okay. He could show up at a polling station and go, yeah, I'm Shelly Barr. Says, you're your woman. Yeah, well, I used to be a woman. I'm a man now. You know how things are. You know. Gender fluidity, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm Shelly Barr. Sign, a, sign a, a form. Bang, you vote. No ID, no nothing. I don't get that. I'll never understand that. And I'll, and I, you know, to the point where, where the most, supposedly, the most important thing we have as a democracy, and we're not really a democracy, we're a representative republic, is we elect our leaders. And shouldn't that be somewhat sacred that not just any, anybody can walk in and just vote? I don't, and, and once again, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it to the point where, and I think I told you the story last year when I was driving cross country because I had to drive, <clears throat> excuse me, a thousand miles to get my two vaccines. I went to Raymore, Missouri. That's the only place I can get in to have my vaccines last year. I drove to Raymore for my, for my first vaccine, 250 miles one way, 250 miles back for my second vaccine. So I drove a thousand miles on the way back on the second vaccine trip. I was listening to a radio station out of Columbia, and they had a state rep talking about this exact same thing. A woman, can't remember the name. I think her first name was Jean. I'll have to see if I can find the name. And she talked about this exact same thing. You can get an ID in the state of Missouri, and if you don't have the supporting documentation, they will do all the 
the the research work for you for free. So if you don't have your birth certificate, any of that kind of stuff, you can call up the state. I think it was the uh, Secretary of State's office and say, hey, I need to get a, a, an ID so I can vote. And they and they say, well, don't you have a driver's license? No. Don't you have a uh, birth certificate? No. I have nothing. They will say, okay, fine. Well, give us your name, your date of birth, and your address, and we'll research it for you. And when we find out all the information, we will send you all the information for free, and you can go down to the driver's license bureau and get your state ID huh. for free. Doesn't cost anything. That's interesting. Why is that a problem? I don't understand that. Why is it like, and once again, it's not like you have to jump through hoops. And once again, I get it. Back in the day, in, especially in the southern states, they made it tough for black people to vote. But think about this for a minute. Once upon a time, if you would have been, if you would have been born 120 years ago, you couldn't vote because women couldn't vote. Remember that? Women couldn't I vote until like 1920. I mean, I don't remember that, but I remember reading about it. I remember it because I was a young guy back then. No, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you it was, were. It was, that's the whole thing. Women couldn't vote. Now women can vote. Things change. Let's not look to the past all the time. Let's not, they're talking about Jim Crow laws and back in the 60s, you know, black people couldn't vote and they make it to, well, you know what, it's not the 60s anymore. It's a new, it's a new century. It's 2022. You know, we don't have stupid things like that. For the most part, we don't have jerkazoids who discriminate against people because they're black, you know, Indian, Asian, white, you know, Italian, Jewish, whatever the heck they are. That's pretty much gone. And I don't get it. And it's to the point where you'd think that, like, you know, from, like, listening to that speech yesterday, you'd think that Joe Biden, like, went to the polling center. There's a guy outside, you know, who says, hey, are you a black person? Yeah, I'm black. Oh, sorry, you can't vote. Get back in your car and get out of town. That doesn't happen. I mean, I've gone shoulder to shoulder at the one polling station I vote at with black people, Indian people, all sorts of different people. Nobody has a problem. We all show our ID. We go and we vote. We leave and we're done, right? I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. It's just one of those life mysteries, Brad. Yeah. Life mysteries as when you put the toilet paper on the roll, do you have the toilet paper coming on the top or the bottom? The top. <laughs> it's just a it's just a life mystery, right? <laughs> it is, but it's the top. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Shelley. <laughs> it is seven forty nine. Go over, not under. Okay.